0: Hey everybody, this is Joe Swanson. Thanks for listening to the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. You can check out my website, therealjoeswanson.com, for more info on new podcast episodes, art for sale, and my two instructional art DVDs, Tattoo Style Drawing, and Paint Tattoo Flash. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at OGJoeSwanson. This show was recorded in the Sullen Booth at the 2014 Ink and Iron Tattoo Festival with artist Travis Ross who is currently tattooing a Renaissance tattoo and Live Once, Inc. in Southern California. You can also possibly catch Travis at a convention near you. Make sure to check out his Instagram, at Travis Ross Tattoo, and give him a follow. Thanks for listening, and make sure to go check out new episodes of the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. This is the Joe Swanson Propaganda Podcast. We're out here live at the Ink and Iron 2014 Tattoo Festival. I'm in the Sullen booth. They invited me down here to record some shows. I have a friend of mine, Travis, who uh, I met when I came down and did a little spot at the original Goodfellas. He is now... uh, Where are you working at now, man?
1: I'm at a Renaissance Tattoo Studio in San Clemente.
0: Nice. I'm not super familiar with, uh, with this area. How far is that from... Like, uh, like, where are you at before?
1: Uh, it's about a 40-minute drive, a little bit more South County, Orange huh. County.
0: Okay, cool. How long have you been there?
1: I've been there for about two and a half weeks now. Shit, man. Yeah. New- right,
0: just started, man. You're in that honeymoon phase, huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, everything's great. You know, you show up to work every day. You're super excited.
0: Yeah. A lot, lot of good shit. I heard you talking to Jeremy about it, and um, yeah. seems like a good spot as far as inspiration and motivation as a, as a tattooer wanting to do yeah. something, you know. And be inspired and put out better work. Um, wh- what's it? What's it like working there? I mean, you've only been there a couple weeks, but
1: it's a uh, it's a great atmosphere. I mean, first and foremost, you walk into the shop. There's there's somebody always there to greet you. Customer service is number one there. Um, it's a two story house that was transitioned into a tattoo studio, so it looks great. You know, it's really nice. nice.
0: Isn't that great when they do that? It gives such a good vibe, right? Yeah. There's some. I mean, American Graffiti from Sacramento was like that. I remember going in that shop, and it was...
1: That's an epic shop.
0: Absolutely. You know, and Scott it's... Scott so yeah. You know, it, it was it was in an old Victorian. I don't think it, it's not at the same location, but when it originally was started by um, Eric, Eric and, and Scott, they opened it up in a Victorian, and it was... Man, it was badass. Yeah. You know, you get all that old wood floors, and you get the vibe of that, that shit yeah. in, in downtown Sac, and... Um, you know, it's nice. O'Reilly's in Santa Cruz is like that too.
1: I've never been there.
0: Man, it's cool. You know, Santa Cruz is a cool spot, anyways. You know, it's right by the water. It's cold as fuck. The water is, but the weather's beautiful. And that's set up in like a little two bedroom house. Um, no, no signage. You know, you got to know where it's at. And and um, definitely, definitely cool vibe in, yeah. in a in a spot that you take where people were living, and now they're now they're tattooing in, in there, and you get a cool. It could, gives it a cool feel for sure it does so you got the
1: backyard and all that and it gives a place for the artist to just break down real quick in between appointments get refocused and go for it
0: absolutely what kind of stuff do you like tattooing man what's your
1: um i started off doing traditional sailor jerry tracings watercolor and then i moved into more realistic drawing Mm -hmm. um i just want to be a tattooer you know i'm not trying to focus too much on anything but i want to be a solid all-around tattooer
0: yeah how long you been tattooing
1: uh two years now
0: two years man see you know you're you're coming in at a good time, you know. I think it's an exciting. I talked to, um, I've talked about it before on the podcast. We're in an exciting time right now in tattooing. Yeah. There's so much, there's so much going on with it. There's so much opportunity. There's so many great artists to to within tattooing and outside to look at and gain inspiration from. And um, I think it's exciting to be tattooing right now.
1: I think it is too. I also think it's probably the most competitive time to get into it because you have people from all around the world that have been tattooing maybe six months that are doing better work than you've ever done.
0: <laughs> right, yeah. We, I just was talking with my homie Brad who um, I helped into the business years ago and we're talking about guys like Elvin Chung and Rich Pineda who've been tattooing three and four years respectively. And it's like, dude, you're killing it. It's yeah. like top of the food chain type shit. And so it's, it's amazing to see those guys that are, that are putting out such high quality work super humble guys and that's one thing I did find down here in LA where Southern California it's a different that's different than Northern California you have such a concentration of high caliber artists that you're right man the competition yeah. is fierce it's fierce how do you deal with that
1: um, I think you need to focus on yourself and not really focus too much on what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to focus on your own progression, your own drawings, your own tattooing, because if you look at what everybody else is doing, you're just gonna get lost. Yeah. You're gonna get too overwhelmed, mm-hmm. and I think you just need to stick to yourself and, and do what you do best.
0: Yeah, yeah, do, do you find you still uh, enjoy, you're moving into new kind of genres of tattooing, do you still enjoy that traditional stuff?
1: I do, I mean, it's it's the basis of tattooing. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's our history. And like I said, I started mopping floors as an apprentice and drawing, tracing, and watercoloring Sailor Jerry. So when you've done that, I think you, you gain an appreciation for the simplicity and how well it's laid out. Not everybody can do it.
0: No, I think that I've talked about this as well. I think that traditional, there's a fine balance with making things too simple and it looks too cartoony. You know, it's and, and there's there are people that do it out there, and it's. I look at it and I go, ah, damn, I don't like that. You know, I don't like what yeah. it looks like. And so, finding that balance of simplicity, simplicity, and still managing to keep the shape and the composition of the of the piece there and readable, it's difficult. It's more difficult than people would imagine it to be.
1: It is. I think I think of Jim Sylvia a lot. I mean, he's he's found a way to make traditional tattooing with non-traditional colors still look traditional. Yeah. You know, there's a color palette that goes with traditional. And if you go outside of it, it's really easy to make it not look traditional.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are guys, like you said, though, that they can pull any color into a tattoo, traditional or otherwise, because they understand those fundamental rules that make a tattoo a tattoo, you know, or yeah. I was just watching the Jeff Goguay, uh video and – you know, I, I say make a tattoo a tattoo. Any tattoo is a tattoo, whether it's good or bad. He mentions something like that in the, in the video. He goes, you can make, you know, cookies, and if you leave out the baking soda, there's still cookies. They're shitty cookies, yeah. you know. And uh, I think a lot of times because tattooing, to me, at this point, there's a lot of people doing it, and it is a little bit watered down in certain areas, they lose focus that, uh, of the elements that they need to put in there. You know definitely
1: I mean you go to black and gray you still need black in it you you put a lot of black in it it's gonna have more contrast it's gonna hold up better so if you learn the traditional first I feel even if you're doing realism you're gonna learn a lot from it and that black is key it doesn't matter what you're doing
0: right it's shapes yeah. you know you can look at something from across the from across the street and if it has those black fields in it regardless of what happens to the to the color over time, you'll still be able to see what it is. Definitely. I think that's important to, I think painting helps with that.
1: Oh yeah. I think you should draw and paint as a, as a tattooer as much as possible. It helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah, it's two different mediums, but the more you draw it, the more you paint, the more you understand.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, who's killing it right now that you see in tattooing? Who um, do you like looking at and being I mean, just like, God damn.
1: My personal favorites are, are Josh Duffy. I've known him for a while, he did my neck.
0: Yeah.
1: I love his use of black, I love his use of negative, the high contrast is just, you can see it from across the room like mm-hmm. you were just saying. It's, it's great tattooing, it's yeah. gonna last. Avano um, Natali. Yeah. I've been really into black and gray lately, I'm not gonna lie, and Avano's really stepped his game up. Um, Nicky Norberg from Sweden, insane. Yeah. Guy's been tattooing like two and a half, three years, he'll oh, put anybody to shame. Wow. You know, And, and he I... just understands art. He understands You think contrast. that's what it is?
0: What's the difference?
1: I think it's, it's, you have to have a certain type of focus with tattooing, obviously, because you're messing with skin and, and all that. But I also think that art does does play into it. You know, you, you see people like Nico and all these guys that study Caravaggio and all these fine artists, and you see it in their work with all the black and all the dramaticism. Yeah. I like emotion in tattooing, whether mm-hmm. it's traditional, whatever, I want to feel an emotion from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Did You you, you were at the uh, art show yesterday up yeah. there, the Culture Clash art show. Yeah. Man, there was a lot of good pieces up there that, that blew my mind.
1: Well, what's crazy is the p- pieces that blew my mind were great, but then when you pulled me aside and said, look at these, like the Opie piece, the way that you broke it down, incredible, you know? it, it I, <laughs> Dude, I just,
0: I looked at that and I was like, God damn, man, and it stands... It stands up to all those other pieces. You go into a into an art show like that, and you see the names that are on the wall, you know, and you see those guys, and we all look at their shit on Instagram. We see it every day. And then you have a piece that's traditionally based, but it's got a flair to it and, it, and it's impactful, all monochromatic. Yeah. And you're like, wow, man, it stands up. And that's what I loved about Elvin's piece, too. Elvin Chong's piece. If you don't if you haven't checked that motherfucker out, go check it out. And I'll have him on the podcast. I uh, spoke with him yesterday and you know, he had it's such there's such a simplicity in what he was doing with the what he's doing with the cross-hatching and just the few colors, but it stands up, man. It just you can look at it from across the room and it still looks good and and it's not what you would maybe think is going to be in a tattoo art show
1: no and and he's one of those guys like i mentioned i I like people that you can tell whether it's black and gray or traditional they did it and alvin's one of those guys you see an alvin piece you know that alvin did it you see a piece that carlos torres did you know he did it you see a piece that mike chambers did that's traditional you know it's a mike chambers piece
0: yeah you see a you see a piece that got ripped off from mike chambers you know it was ripped off from mike (laughs) chambers (laughs) exactly
1: it's like Um, I remember, you know, in some of the tattoo magazines way back in the day when people were trying to rip off grime and all the grime stuff, and you could just tell that they worship grime, but they just couldn't do it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's different, man. It's different. You know, the other piece that I liked in that art show was Alan Padilla's piece. Because I I checked him out earlier in the afternoon, you know, looking at, you Google his name, and it comes up black and gray, black and gray, black and gray. And then you have this super hot, this super lit like the the painting was color and it was lit a certain way the way he painted it that uh, man I just can't, I can't even I can't even explain no. how much it, it 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 moved me because I was like wow this guy works day to day seems like in in black and gray and then he busts out with this color piece that has that's really impactful and he did and he does it at the highest level too Oh yeah,
1: and even the Rember piece. I mean, I I had seen the Rember piece on Instagram before I showed up, Mm -hmm. but then you pulled me up to it. And I love the way that he used that brown and the blue, Mm -hmm. but you made such a good point about the shapes and how everything like went into a flow and everything came into some type of shape.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's the construction that makes a tattoo that much better, Mm -hmm. you know? It doesn't just go to art. It also translates to tattooing and that was amazing when you pointed that out. The shapes make everything. The flow.
0: Absolutely. And details too, you know. I looked at uh, Ryan's piece. Ryan Smith from Sullen. His piece was fucking tight too, you know. And and there was details to where he could have blacked certain sections out but he didn't. He smoothed out the shading over the detail that he already laid in there and it made it super subtle but it it made it better in my opinion. You yeah. took the time to do, to, to let those details be seen, you yeah. know, for sure. So, what do you like uh, painting? Watercolor, oil, acrylic?
1: Um, I When I paint, I normally do mostly watercolor. I do a lot of pencil and charcoal. Yeah? Yeah, a lot.
0: Where's that from? You just done that? Uh,
1: my second apprenticeship, they told me you better learn to draw more than traditional. <laughs> So they gave me a realism book and how to draw noses and stuff like that. And it just kind of, I got so obsessed with it Uh that I just wanted to master it. Yeah. And my next step is definitely oil painting and learning the color wheel and all that crazy stuff. That's just a whole nother beast to me.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, Color palette, I've been beginning to mix a bunch of my colors that I'm using in tattoos in the cap, you know, while I'm right there. And I'm using uh, Russ Abbott. Russ Abbott gave me one of his color wheels. Yeah. And uh, I'm using that as a guide and then mixing, you know, as best I can. And I I like it. You know, I like doing that on certain things. Obviously, it's nice to have the consistency of the color. I mean, it took me – I did some flesh tone, and it took me, like, four caps of, like, you know, mix this up, (laughs) dump it into this cap, add some more, mix that up, dump it into this cap. It's a science. It is. You know, but once you – I don't understand it as well as I should. You know, I think that it's something, color palette is something that as as tattooers, and artists, we should be looking at more. You know, all these all these different aspects of art. You can you can educate yourself, and there's so much resource out there, from YouTube and 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 all these all these places. I mean, that's how I started. I, I didn't grab a book on eyes and noses and mouths. I went to YouTube, and there was this guy Stan Prokopenko that I started. Fucking geeking out on his shit, and there you go. it's it's good. It's nice to have all that resource, right?
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, now more than ever with the internet, you can you can learn to oil paint. I learned how to take the side of my car, the side of my car door off the other day. You know, <laughs> like, you can learn anything. It doesn't matter. You know.
0: Yeah, I uh, I was talking to Dan Kubin on who um, builds rotary machines. Badass. It, it, it just above and beyond, you know, what a lot of folks are doing with with respect to rotaries. I mean, the guy's into it, you know. And um, he had some videos. He says he's like, you know, the one has to be kind of his Sidewinder machine has to be tuned to a certain degree, you know, a little bit here and there. And, he, and I said, well, you know, how, to, how does somebody find out how to do that? And he's like, well, I have videos. And I'm like, okay, but I thought it was getting. I said, is it easy? And he's like, well, I think it's easy. And I'm like... <laughs> I go, well, I thought it was e- going to be easy to like, replace my screen on my iPhone, too, and I fucked that shit up. <laughs> I, like, I, watched the, I watched this video on YouTube, and I was like, oh, yeah, I got this, man. No worries. Yeah. you know." And I, take, I take, this, take this little tool that they told me to take. I think it was a knife, butter knife, and <laughs> tried, to, tried to fix my iPhone and get fucked up. So I'm not sure, I'm not sure it's always best to have these videos out here no. for guys like me to watch and think I can do shit.
1: I mean, you and on the opposite side of it, you have tattooers that are putting out videos on how to tattoo. And these guys are tattooing out of their kitchen. I mean, it, it's a double-edged sword.
0: Dude, I watched the weirdest and most fucked up video the other day of this guy. He was, it was like how to tattoo for beginners, you know. This guy has, it was. A
1: bullet machine.
0: <laughs> dude, no, it was a scor It was a jade scorpion machine. It was a scorpion. On the side, and all the little pieces of the scorpion were like colored in jade stone, and he had the tube already set up in there, but no tip on it. And he took a tip, and he goes, "You know, you have to get the right tip for the right size needle, and just put, slide it right in there." And he so he slides it in there, and he tightens it down with the Allen wrench. And I'm like, "Motherfucker! Like, are you serious right now?" And he <laughs> he made the way he made the stencil was fucked up too, and I'm just like, I can't believe. People are coming. To th- he had a shit ton of. Uh, he had a shit ton of fucking views too. And I'm like, I can't believe people are getting information from this guy who doesn't know anything. Anybody who knows anything about tattooing at all, or is going to be mindful of like watching their tattooer or a tattooer at a convention set their machine up or set their equipment up, knows that that tip. You don't just switch the tip out, don't yeah, fuck. It's I like mean,
1: this is. It. You're not
0: using t Tex, you know? <laughs> no. That's a and steel it wasn't tube. right. It was a steel tube, It wasn't <laughs> cartridge shit, man. I don't know. It, it's fucking weird. There's a lot of weird shit out there. A lot of good shit. Um, man, I appreciate you coming on the yeah. show. You know, it was uh, it was good to do a little guest spot down in uh, at, at Goodfellas. Wasn't as productive as I wanted, but uh, fuck yeah. it. You know, um, you meet people. You, look, you take absolutely. The That's this kind of absolutely, and I I agree with that. You know, this this was uh. That trip, to me, helped make this trip a possibility. And, you know, i got to give a lot of thanks to uh, my homies Steve Johns and Curtis Gibson. Their uh, Black Umbrella Art Studios, what they have. They're working at the original Goodfellas now, waiting to try to open up their shop in uh, Garden Grove. And Garden Grove, kind of the commission down there of people that have businesses are kind of giving them some shit. And there's a petition going around. If you check my Facebook, which is facebook.com forward slash... OG Joe Swanson just like everything else for me is OG Joe Swanson um, you can get that petition and sign it, and I would encourage people to go and sign it because Garden Grove from what I understand from Curtis needs some they need needs, needs something down there they you know to it. take Main Street to the next level and, and bring a little culture to it and it's not going to bring a fucked up culture this ain't yeah. bikers and tweakers and you Curtis know, and
1: Steve are, are very very upright citizens respectable
0: guys who are trying to bring a good thing
1: a good art Slash Tattoo Studio. And yep. remember the name Curtis Gibson because <laughs> I've worked right next to him. That guy, is, his intelligence and art to tattooing to everything, I think he's going to be an amazing
0: tattooer. Yeah. Yeah. He, You know, they're, they're both putting out good work. And I think that, you know, the way that they want to have their shop set up with an art gallery and, and stuff like that. And that's a lot where, you know, tattooing, is going. tattoo shops these days are going. It's, it's juxtaposing that gallery type of setup with tattooing because the, I think the art drives the tattooing. Oh, yeah. You know, I talked to Rich about it, Pineda, and, and I asked him that specific question. I was like, "What's what's grabbing your attention more these days, tattooing or painting? And he said painting for sure because mm-hmm. painting is limitless. Tattooing, he goes, I can put a certain amount of work into this tattoo. At that point then, i can't put anything else into it i can rework it i can add little highlights but at a certain point you start putting shit in it's going to just pull the ink out because you've overworked it you've you know worked over it that area too much skin is volatile so he says painting right now for him is really driving you know his tattooing and it's reinvigorating his interest in tattooing
1: it's funny you say that because i was just at a photo shoot that he had like two weeks ago for some paintings and that guy's more passionate and knows exactly where he wants his art to go, knows exactly the tones, the feeling, the emotion. He's got to dial down, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was so amazing to be at that shoot and he's telling the models what he wants and, you no, know, go this way and go that way. And,
0: mm-hmm. and, That's and, cool, too, uh, that man, these guys, uh, a lot of guys nowadays on the, on the top level of, of tattooing are doing a lot of the prep work themselves. Yeah. they're using their clients and they're using their friends who are models to shoot them and they're shooting them and they're using them as reference as opposed to pulling obviously people still pull off, you know, images from Google and they use oh, yeah. use those stock images and that's and that's cool. You know, they modify them to a certain degree and and they make great tattoos. Mm-hmm. But I like that people are taking it even to the next level of, "Hey, I'm going to I'm going to photograph this person and this person's going to be a part of this art. I mean, it really takes it back to, you know, a long time ago when they, there wasn't Google, there wasn't that. If you wanted to, if you wanted to create this painting with a, with a female set up like this, you had to, you had to be, you had to set her up. You had to find those clothes. You had to find those, you know, props and you had to shoot it yourself. So I like that people are doing that.
1: It's nice to see people with a vision that know what they want. They're not Mm -hmm. just like going through Google. Well, let me find what pose he knew exactly what poses he want. He already had, neck pieces arm pieces jewelry all that you Mm -hmm. know props picked out he knew exactly what he wanted and that's a vision that's what you need
0: absolutely i like that a young guy like you though is has a vision as well to say you know what i'm not going to get overwhelmed by trying to figure out you know necessarily not that you're not trying to figure out your place in tattooing but you're you're being non-resistant to where it's going to take you and you're learning along the whole way you know you're like okay, I like this style and I'm going to work in this style, but I also like this. And some of the, some of the baddest motherfuckers, there's a guy that works at, um, Rudy's shop, Jack Rudy's shop, um, tat, uh, tattoo land. And, uh, I, you know, I can't remember his name, but every piece that you see, whether it's Japanese top, top shelf shit, yeah. you know, black Clean and gray tattoos. top shelf shit, you know, just good tattoos. What's that? Um, Gypsy gentleman uh, Marcus oh, Kuhn, yeah, that's, that's his shop just good tattoos is, yeah. is the name of his shop I think and and it, it makes sense you know you, oh, yeah. you're doing just good tattoos whatever yeah. style whatever genre that you want to want to work in and and I so that, that I appreciate that in, in a young artist like yourself Thank who you. is going to you know not get tied up because you a person can these days I believe come into tattooing pick a style do it really really fucking good. With the advantage of the internet and the advantage of social media and shit going viral, you can absolutely niche yourself into a certain style.
1: You can, you know? but if you want longevity, that style might not last.
0: A great point. Absolutely, man. Well, fucking A, Travis. Thank you for coming on, dude. Tell everybody where they can get a hold of you, uh, how to find your Instagram, your Website Whatever the fuck You got going on
1: (laughs) Okay uh, You can uh, find me At Renaissance Tattoo Studios In San Clemente Mm -hmm. Instagram is At Travis Ross Tattooer Mm -hmm. Uh, My website is TravisRossTattoos.tumblr.com
0: Nice What's up with the palm tattoo That's the the star Or the uh, Uh, flower of life Flower of
1: life I just got it Like a week and a half ago Who did that? Uh, My buddy Brad Reese Over at Renaissance (laughs) Dude He stippled the whole thing Painful but amazing Yeah How
0: long did it take?
1: Took about an hour I got the other one done At DC uh, In December and it's got some lines in it, so I experience the lining and the stippling.
0: Why, why the uh, mandala and the flower of life? Positivity in, s- within I'm my
1: hands, you know, like yeah. it, it's, it's good juju for me. It's where I work. It's where I hold my machines. I feel like you yeah, have positive things. I've got PMA on my finger to remind me every time I set up my tattoo machines, don't be don't be a douche. Yeah. <laughs> have nice. some fun, you know? Yeah,
0: I got the same type of shit. You know, I have uh, these three little triangles on my thumb that covered up an old Pachuco cross that I had. That Ooh, I, yeah, yeah, man, I buddy. had that shit on my thumb and I had it done um, and, you know, it just wasn't something that I wanted there anymore and I, I was in Hawaii and the deal with the triangles, this is my understanding and I hope to talk to maybe a Polynesian, somebody that works in the Polynesian style and, and talk to them a little bit more in detail about the triangles but, my understanding was the legend behind the triangles was there was a woman in a village in Hawaii she went swimming in the ocean she gets bit by bitten by a shark the moment the shark bites her leg she he, he, you know the shark moves back and and realizes that that's not his food right this is this is a wow. human so the shark says hey look i'm going to see these marks these scars on your leg and i'm going to know every time you're in the water that you're not my food, and I'm going to be at peace with you, right? So the lady goes back to the village, and she tells everybody that, and that's why you see the triangular um, the triangular stacks or the stacks of triangles on the legs, a lot of the legs of the women, and the triangles throughout their pieces because it looks like a shark bite, and it's for protection. So I put that on my right hand that I tattoo with, protection of my in my hand. Um, that, that's
1: what makes tattooing amazing, dude. You right? know, like some people might think it's corny or, but there's just little things that are in our industry that you can get from different cultures. And if you get it like the CS and, and yeah, and I got so, the, CS, yeah, I got the CS too. And you know, there's just certain things that come with the culture and it makes it so much better to be a part of it and makes you
0: proud. I, I think so too, man. And I think that, uh, tat- I'm proud to be a tattooer. I'm proud oh, yeah. to be a part of this, this thing that we do. And, and I'm, I feel very grateful that I can, that I can put this art on people. And it becomes very real to me when I work in a street shop, you know, Mm -hmm. I work in a shop where I deal with the general public, not collectors or people that are a little more educated about it. A lot of times people are coming in very uneducated about the tattoo. They want it and they don't know why necessarily they may know why they want it, but they don't know what makes it a good tattoo. And I took these two folks the other, the other day it was their, I think the guy had one other little tiny tattoo and maybe it was her first tattoo and I talked about it on the podcast with Rich and it was a, like a kiss Mickey giving the thumbs up and it got the boots and the Gene Simmons face on Mickey Mouse and the other one was Eeyore with a little girl and I had to draw the girl kind of like hugging Eeyore and it represented her her daughter that had passed away, they, they lost a baby and when I showed her, she was open kind of she brought in a little, like, statue of Eeyore. She brought in a bunch of pictures. She, you know, and, but she kind of diverted to my expertise on creating the best piece mm-hmm. with the feeling that she wanted. And she saw it and she cried, you know, and her friend cried when, when she saw the, the design, yeah. just the line drawing of it. And then she and her friend cried again. When they, the when they got the tattoo and she looked at it in the mirror. You know, it reminded them of something, of her, of that, you know, family member that, that had passed away. And, man, that made my fucking week. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's nothing. And I've had the same situation happen where I've been tattooing a guy with a memorial piece and a, of, a, of an 11-year-old child. And he's tearing up while I'm doing it, you know? And I'm sure we've, as tattooers, we have those experiences. Yeah. Those th- those experiences motivate me to continue to do good tattoos.
1: Oh, yeah. We're, we're artists. We run off emotion completely. Yeah. You know, emotion drives us. Yeah. Usually when we're the most heartbroken, we put out the best work we've ever put, you know? Because mm. we're just pouring everything into it. It's it's our heart, you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of people forget how, how important emotion and composition is to a tattoo.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, man. Uh, yeah. I forgot to mention the podcast is brought to you by Kingpin Tattoo Supply. Also, a special thanks to Waterloo Tattoo Workstations and Hustle Butter Deluxe. Um, thank you to Selling Clothing for bringing me down here, setting me up in the booth. Uh, hopefully going to get a bunch of these, you know, little interviews this weekend. And, Travis, cool. I appreciate, man, you coming uh, in yeah. and talking. Thank you. All right, brother. Take Have care. Good one. That was Travis Ross of Renaissance Tattoo and Live Once, Inc. in Southern California. Go catch Travis on Instagram, at Travis Ross Tattoo. Give him a follow. Thanks for listening, and make sure you find new episodes of the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. You can find archived episodes of the podcast on my website, therealjoeswanson.com, and on SoundCloud. And make sure you go check out my Instagram, and you'll get updates on a new podcast project I'm uh, working on. It's going to be kicking off hopefully soon, prior to the holidays, Selling Radio with Joe Swanson is my new show that will be kicked off and dropping real soon. So stay tuned for that. Go follow on Instagram and Twitter, at OG Joe Swanson. Get all the info. Thanks for listening, and stay hustling.